Xavier, I'd be rich if I had a dollar every time I heard someone say, man, I wish I knew 20 years ago what I know today about money. They need to be teaching about this stuff in school. Like the power of investing early. Compound interest. That alone would impact lives. Understanding and planning for taxes. Understanding the difference between both good debt and bad debt. Eric, what about all the stuff about money that business owners need to know? What kind of insurance should you be buying? The importance of contributing towards your retirement. They don't teach any of this stuff in school. Y'all sit back, get ready, because we are talking stuff about money they didn't teach you in school that you need to know. Welcome back to Stuff About Money. I'm Xavier Angel, Certified Financial Planner, and I am joined by the distinguished Eric Garcia, financial planner. How you doing today, Eric? Distinguished. I'm feeling quite distinguished today, Angel. I say distinguished because we'll be at a conference later this month. Ooh, and uh, yeah. Eric Eric is one of the um, breakout sessions okay. talking about how to build a niche group. Mm-hmm. So yes, distinguished. Distinguished. I, Xavier, I see, you're distinguished I, as well because wait. you're going to be leading a breakout as well. I am. I will be Davis, talking. Davis actually, your 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 topic's pretty interesting. It's how to um, how to succeed, how to build a practice while being a minority. How to build a successful practice, practice while being a minority. Absolutely yeah. correct. So I'm excited about it. So we've got a a wide range of of individuals uh, who will be sitting in on it. Uh, females, males. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Who? Cool, cool. What are we talking about today? So today, actually, today. Actually, Actually, I'm feeling really good right now. We is just it because had, of that, is it because of that daiquiri you just no no on? we are drinking daiquiris. We'll talk about that in a second. No, that's not why. Because we just had the most delicious banh mi sandwich, bang oh, bang shrimp banh mi sandwich. Y'all, <clears throat> if there is a Vietnamese restaurant near you, go get yourself a banh mi. It's delicious. For those that don't know what a banh mi is, I like to say it's a uh, Vietnamese po boy. You know the history. You know the history of the bond me. Do tell you? me. This no, tell, tell stuff, me. Stuff about money they teach about school. We're talking about bond me's aren't probably not taught in school. So Vietnam was a French colony, and the French brought bread to Vietnam baguettes. So bond me actually means bread or baked wheat. Is I think okay. I think what it translates directly into. So I learned the, something the new today. Me, yeah, the bond me is kind of one of the leftover. The, the the French influence on the Vietnamese cuisine. Gotcha. So it's it's a baguette with typically it's typically like some type of pork, mm-hmm. um, but this is a bang bang shrimp bun meat with just and it was it was phenomenal. Shrimp. The sauce on it just oh just put it over That's the top. Doing good. And we're drinking daiquiris today. I'm drinking a crawgator daiquiri. Crawgator. I don't know what's in it. It's like tropical fruit and rum. And I just had my typical strawberry. Uh, daiquiri on a on a Friday afternoon because we're celebrating. That's what we're we going to talk about we, today. We're we talking are about celebrating. celebrating, but before we, we talk about that, can we do one more fun fact? Go for it. Do you know the history of the daiquiri? Share. No, do you know? No, I, I do know. not know. You don't know. I do so not daiquiri, know. Daiquiri was originated in a town in Cuba called Dakari. The story is there was an American who came up with the recipe in Cuba. And um, uh, the original recipe was was influenced by 
Bacardi, the uh, the the original the, the rum distillery. And it was eventually brought to America, I think, by some naval um, military people in the Navy. And they brought it to D.C. and it just kind of made its way. And okay. as we do in New Orleans, we take things and and um, and make them amazing. So always. So what are we celebrating today, Zabe? Let's talk we about are it. celebrating. So I'm going to give a little bit of the background first. We okay. did a podcast back in June. Okay. And in June, we were talking about creating goals. And yeah. I, have, I was having a conversation with a client. And that conversation, you know, she told me, I can't do this. You're making it hard on me. You're taking all my money. I'm not going to be able to do the things that I that that I enjoy. And so I asked her, I said, uh, my first question to her was, do you, did you see my car in the, in the parking lot? And she said, no. And, and she said, where's your car? How'd you get here today? Because I, I, I live about 30, 35 minutes from the office. And I told her that the 2008 Honda Accord that was sitting out in the parking lot was what I was driving. And she kind of looked at me with this with this this look of why are you driving a 15-year-old like, car? Like this is the dude giving me financial advice driving right. that 50? <laughs> and so my response to her was, we always have to do things that hurt the most in order to receive that delayed gratification. <laughs> and I had spent, you know, part of April and May, I'd incurred some um, unplanned debt um, because I was traveling with the kids. Uh, we paid off. We paid off my 2020 Honda Accord and I gave that to my son. Um, we wound up having to uh, take a trip up to D.C. to help my oldest. Um, she accepted a job at Georgetown. She moved to D.C. So it was an un unplanned trip to go up there to help her get situated mm -hmm. um, along the way. And I know you're thinking about the, the you know, the hotel room this situation. Is this is the best part of your un your unplanned expenses right here. So I'm in. Um, lean in, lean in, y'all. This is great. Yes. So I booked my hotel room. Uh, for Chicago, because I we drove the car up to uh, Mark was at Notre Dame, so we drove the car up. Mark dropped uh, Grace and I off in D.C. I'm I'm sorry in Chicago, and we were going to spend two nights in Chicago while we were waiting to fly up to D.C. to meet uh, Caitlin in in D.C. And so when I booked the rooms, I'm looking at a hundred and I think it may have been a hundred and seventy nine dollars, hundred and eighty dollars, whatever it was that that first night. That price on that second night jumped up over seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm I'm at the front desk and and I'm I'm arguing with the with the uh, the the guy behind the front desk and he says, well, you know Taylor Swift is here. She's performing Friday and Saturday night, so our, our rates on the rooms have gone up. And I j it blew my mind. So all of this stuff that was occurring in late April and May. You had gone from I, I went to South Bend one weekend, the following weekend I was in Chicago, then I was in D.C., and then I came back home and flew out to Los Angeles. So I incurred all of this debt, unexpected debt. And so I told the client, I said, well, look, I'm doing this with you. Everything that I'm sitting down here with you and trying to do on from a planning standpoint, I have to do it myself. My goal is to pay off this debt. And my goal is to get it paid off by October 1st. And once I get it paid off, then I'll go out and purchase a brand new car. Okay. It was hard because here I am driving this 15-year-old car, 
one week after I started driving it, the AC goes out. Me being stubborn was like, I'm not going to put any more money into it. I eventually broke down and got that AC fixed because our summers were 100 plus degrees. Um, and so it, mm-hmm. it eventually wound up dying on us. And I could have gone out and, and, and purchased a new car um, earlier. But because I had that accountability partner, you know, because she, she was my accountability partner, every person who heard that that podcast now knew that my goal was to pay off this debt before I purchased this car. Everyone there was, out there was watching us, right? So I wound up carpooling with Maureen for what, a month and a half until I reached that goal and got that debt paid off and got to that October 1st deadline. And so it was hard. It, it was definitely hard. It drove Maureen crazy. If I didn't buy a car two weeks ago, I, she probably would have divorced me. So she was tired of riding with me twice call. a well, this day. Is, I got a call. I got a call one night from Xavier, and uh, he says, "Hey, man, I'm at the uh, I'm at the dealership. This was like at five thirty in the evening." I said, "What are you doing there?" He says, uh, "He goes, he says, Maureen dropped me off, and she said I couldn't come home unless I had a car." <laughs> We're we're on our we're on our way home. She gets off the interstate. We've got a Honda dealership right by the house. And so she pulls into the lot and she says, You gotta get out. And she said, I'm leaving you here. And don't come home unless you have a car with you. Um jokingly, she told the sales guy who who we've known for eight, nine years now. She tells him, if he comes home without a car, I'm going to divorce him. You know, so he starts laughing. He's like, all right, let's go get you a car. So um, I wound up buying a car. Yeah. Uh, wound up buying, I, I got a passport. Because you, uh, you, you love your wife. You love your wife more than you love your savings. Well, but hey, I, I made, I paid off the debt. I met that goal. And I knew once I hit that goal, I was going to be able to go out there and purchase a car. The most important part was making sure that I, that, that I met that goal and I did what I needed to do. Um. Now, could I have gone out and purchased a car back in June? Probably. Yes, I could have. However, I didn't want to. I, 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 for us, when we do our planning, right, we need to make sure that, that we're not cash poor. I needed to make sure that I still had money in case anything was to come up along the way. You know what I think about often? What's up? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. Where mm-hmm. I've got a six-year-old who's driving now, and 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 we kind of share cars, and I'm like five minutes from the office, so it's not that hard for me to 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 call me at seven thirty to come and pick you up. Sometimes I'll call you at seven thirty to come pick me up. My Uber, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, man. It's community building. It's community building. It's how you build deep relationships. Um, no, but we're we're not ready to buy her own, her own car. She only needs it a couple days a week, so it's not that it's not that difficult for me to kind of change my schedule around hers and if i need to in a pinch i can work i can work from home but it's getting harder and harder she dances she's busy um so i'm in the same boat as you are where i'm gonna have to break down pretty soon and buy something and, and i'm gonna tell you what i think about often if you remember last year it could have been this year we did a we did a podcast with billy williams dr billy yes. williams and billy billy said and this was a lesson from his dad he said if you can't pay for it twice you can't afford it mm-hmm. and i keep thinking oh my god if i you know and i've got a target payment in the back of my mind. I, right. I know how much I want to pay monthly for a car. Okay. I can go buy a car right now. I can cash flow it, but I don't want to, I don't want to have a note 
you know, I don't want to finance the entire thing. So I'm thinking, okay, if I can't buy it twice, I can't afford it. That means I have to be able to afford the down payment that I want to put down twice, mm -hmm. plus afford the monthly payment twice. It changes the game a little bit. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and it makes you think, become more conscious about everything that you do. And like you said earlier, I mean, it, it's we're in similar boats. I could have gone and done it. However, I was looking at, can I do this twice? Will I be cash poor? And, and that's not a position that I wanted to be in. So what we're talking about today is celebrating meeting financial goals. Right? That's why we have our, our daiquiris here, because we right. want to celebrate this. We want to celebrate with all of our listeners, because y'all help keep him accountable. Because there were multiple times he walked into my office and he says, I got to get a new car. I said, dude, you said it on the podcast. You're going to you're gonna have to answer to like, I don't know how many people listen to this, but, but if someone asks, I mean, you're a financial planner, dude, you're in the business of giving financial advice and holding people accountable and telling people they got to make hard decisions for what really matters. Right. If you break down, what does that say about you? Exactly. So thank you all. Here's to all the stuff about money. Yeah. They teach you in school, podcast listeners, this daiquiri is for you. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. And I, I think one All of right. the lessons, one of the lessons of this is, right? When we go out and we set these goals, when we meet those goals, celebrate them. Celebrate when you come through and you meet a goal. I don't you know. Yeah, that's huge. I had a client recently. And their client, that was a conversation. I had a conversation with a client recently, and it went something along this line. For the past uh, year and a half, two years, we've been really working hard at at getting out of debt. They had some, they had made some, some bad financial decisions in the past. We're working through them, making awesome progress. Okay. Not yet, not yet to the ultimate goal, right? But they were far ahead, ahead to the point they had extra money in a savings account. One of the things that we like to do is, is coach our clients and teach our clients just how to manage cash flow with different physical, different accounts, right? We want to have multiple accounts for, for that are purposed really specifically for things. And in one of their accounts, they had more than we had anticipated. And they had a particular value of, of family time, particularly through travel. That was something that was really important to them. And, and they haven't really done that in a while. And we're sitting there in a meeting. And, you know, as, as they're kind of reporting to me, and we're kind of brainstorming on a couple of different things. It's almost like y'all should take a trip. Take a trip, celebrate where you've come. You got a little extra, you're a little further ahead of where you thought you'd be. Because uh, I mean, when we stop and celebrate... Sometimes even though the money we spend to celebrate might uh, put us back a little bit to the ultimate financial goal, or to the ultimate goal, but when we have these milestones along the way we celebrate, it somehow it energizes us to keep going. Well, it, it, it breaks that monotony of, you know, 
just continuously saving money and looking at it grow, continuously spending that money to get out of debt, it like you said, it energizes us. It 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 gives us something to look forward to. You know, rewarding is always great. We do that with our kids. When our yeah. kids do something well, we we reward them, you know, one way or the other. Yeah. So um, celebrating it, it acknowledges the hard work that we put in and, and it gives us that morale and that confidence boost to say, hey, I can do this. And not only can I do it once, I can do it again and again and again. And I'll say this. One of the problems with financial goals, and this is something I've been really thinking about and talking about lately, is with goals, you win once. Right? If I set a goal to pay off a debt, I pay off that debt, I win once. Okay. What we want is we want to set up systems where we constantly win, where my goal isn't to pay off debt. My goal is to stay out of debt. Right. So that's a little bit loftier. It's a little bit bigger, a little bit long-term. And that becomes more of a behavior thing. Well, if I have to stay out of debt, what do I have to do? Right. If I have a goal of paying off my debt, I put an extra $200, $300, $400 worth of my debt. I pay it off. Then what? Right. If my goal is to stay out of debt, then I have to pay off what I currently have. And I need to adopt behaviors that are going to keep me from going back into debt. So I like this idea of, of yes, we celebrate goals, milestones along the way that are in line with, uh, that are kind of pointing us towards our long-term kind of vision, our long-term purpose, right. our long-term values. And as you're going through this, right, you're retraining yourself, which makes it easier to stay out of debt. You know, I, I saved over a five-month period, four-month period. You know, I, I, I changed my habits on what I was doing on a daily basis. Well, now I'm accustomed to doing it. And I'm not going to revert back to what I was doing prior to May, you know, because I've retrained my thinking and retrained the things that I had been doing over the past four months, that's going to keep going. So now my goal, like you just said, is to stay out of debt. And how do I do that? Well, I've already trained myself to do that over the past four months. Yeah. Let me say this. I think it's important to say that this is not just about like, you know, saving for the sake of saving or spending less for the sake of spending less. This is saving and spending less because there's something that you have purposed more important in your life. You know, I have clients who want to maximize their giving. They really, really, really want to be in a position to give more to things that are meaningful to them, right? When they come across somebody in need, they want to be in a position to be able to, to give more, right? So managing their cash flow is very important. Clients want to um, give opportunities to their kids that they might not have had, right? So you, there's some sacrifices that you might have to make, even though you can afford something, right? You're making a conscious decision to say, there's something more important than me having um, mm -hmm. a more expensive car at this point in my life. Or, you know, clients are saving for um, beach property or, or some type of a vacation property because, hey, when... When my kids start having kids, I have a vision of being able to host a family for particular holidays, right? So you're making conscious decisions today to sacrifice today because there's something greater that you're working towards. And I think that is that is so important. If there's something else, there's something that, that if there's a new behavior you want to learn, man, 
if, if you can somehow tie that new behavior to limiting something that you really, really want or becoming an obstacle to something you really, really want, um, that purpose, that sense of purpose will, will oftentimes help you make that sacrifice in the moment of, of weakness, right. if you will, in the moment of wanting to, to, to self-indulge or, or have that immediate gratification. So here, here's a, here's a challenge, right? For our listeners. Mm-hmm. As we enter the end of the year, because um, we're now October, um, so as we get closer to the end of the year, take a step back and and think about what are some of the goals that you would like to accomplish uh, next year. You know, and and all too often January comes around, we create these New Year's resolutions, and mm-hmm. and we don't we don't follow through with them. We may we may do them for three four weeks, and then it kind of goes by the wayside. Yeah. Well, let's let's really focus on uh, coming up with a goal, and 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 holding get that accountability partner with you, and make sure that you accomplish it. And then whether it's a six month goal, or whether it's a one year goal, then plan something, do something to celebrate reaching that accomplishment. I would even probe a little further. Don't just set a goal. Say why that goal is important. It may sound silly, but like I want to pay off that pie. Why is it important to you to pay off debt? I want to save for a down payment on, I don't know, a new property. Why? Why do you want a new property? I think it's really important that when you have that 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 underlying purpose for accomplishing something, the more clear you are on that purpose, the easier it becomes to make the decisions and the sacrifices and the behavior changes to that, that you know that you need to make to achieve um, that goal. And I, and I would even say that goals should not be necessarily ends in themselves. It should be pointing us towards something greater. There mm-hmm. should always be something greater sitting behind a goal, right? I mean, the, here, here's the, the the best when you talk about New Year's resolutions, right? The goal of, ah, I want to I want to lose weight. Well, why do you want to lose weight? I want to be healthy. Well, why do you want to be healthy? Right. Uh, well, I want to be healthy because when my grandkids, you know, come over, I want to be able to sit on the ground with them. Ah, okay. Now, now that, that's different than just losing weight, right? There's a lot of things that go into that, right? It's a lifestyle. Now, now we're talking something more than just losing 20 pounds. Maybe you don't even lose the 20 pounds to be able to sit on the ground. Maybe the, the point that I'm making is always ask why. What's the underlying reason, the underlying purpose that you're trying to accomplish something? Right? It's the, when, when clients hire us and they, I'm sitting across, whether, whether it's on Zoom call or face-to-face, one of the first questions early on in the relationship I always ask is, why are you hiring me? You're spending good money to pay me to give you advice why. And it's amazing to hear those reasons. Why. That, that, that really, and, and as financial planners, if we can keep that why front and center of our advice and the counsel that we give our clients, uh, that's why people hire us. Yeah, we manage your money. It's great. We, we do we do a good job of it. You don't hire me to manage it, but that's not the only reason you hire me. You hire me because there's things really important in life that you want to accomplish, and you can't do it on your own for some reason. There are those people who are self motivated who can do who can do things on their own, and I know a lot of them. I interact with a lot of those people. Very ambitious, very Type A. I mean, they they set goals, they meet them. I have clients that like the idea of delegating certain aspects of their finances to me. They like the idea of having someone who understands their situation so intimate, as intimate as themselves, who can sit next to them side by side, 
with, with outside eyes and help them process financial decisions. They like that. But then there are those people who, who really do need the, the ideas of what, what should I be doing? How do I do this? Um, and help people clarify what's important to them. I, I think sometimes we, we think we know what's important to us. We really don't know what's important to us. Our behavior certainly doesn't, doesn't Talk, necessarily reflect. It. Talking through it with someone always helps to give uh, clarity to it as well. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I just want to again congratulate you, Xavier. Thank you. I for, appreciate for, it. For your car. I am, I uh, I am 17 steps behind you right now. We may be celebrating purchases of a new car. At some point next year, we'll be celebrating you. Here's where I am, okay? Well, I'll just put this out there. I want a new truck. Now, if you're following the current current news, all the, the automakers are on strike. I want a Ford. Ford's Kentucky factory, which makes their Ford F-150s, just went on strike. That does not bode well for the price of trucks. So I'm going to have to wait out, I think, this... Uh, this the strike and uh let things catch back up otherwise i'll be paying way more than i want for for a car i think before the end of the year we'll do a podcast and we'll talk about you know let's put a goal out there I'm not or something that up. we're trying to accomplish in 2024 for, for me for a car for both of us doesn't matter what it is just well, your goal the, your goal is to continue to be my uber when i need you to be my uber that's <laughs> you that's you just enjoy those conversations in the morning yeah i mean look Which, hey, i i don't mind it has i i think i think it has put us more in line with um i mean we've talked about everything from business to family spiritually just had these these conversations so life is better when you live in a community man come yeah, on that's why i drive 35 minutes every day to come over here Otherwise, I'd probably work from the office in the house. So, but want to appreciate uh, or say thank you guys. It was hard, but I made it. I got here. All right. There we go. And wisely live confidently, right? All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. If you've reached some kind of really cool milestone, we'd love to hear about it. Share it with us. You can shoot us an email, info at plan-wisely.com. Calm. If you like what you're hearing, share it. Share it across your social media. We'd love to have more, more listeners and more followers. Xavier, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing with us your, uh, your woes and um, and being vulnerable with just kind of your finances. I appreciate that. No problem. I'm only human. Y'all right, have a good John. one. Go celebrate. Information presented and discussed on the Stuff About Money podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute direct financial advice. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advisor prior to implementing any strategies discussed. Eric Garcia and Xavier Angel's branch office is located in New Orleans, Louisiana. The branch phone number is 504-218-5479. Securities offered through Osaic Wealth Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through New Century Financial Group, LLC. A registered investment advisor. Osaic Wealth is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Osaic Wealth.